the way they walked me out through the front door with my cajita and my plantita. And I remember walking out and that humiliation. And that's when it, it just, I couldn't get over it. But I, it never occurred to me I had to talk to an expert or, or, an, or an attorney because I can't, I can't afford an attorney. Right. We don't go to attorneys. My name is Sandra Munoz, and this is another episode of Law & Order Me Some Tacos. And today we have a very, very special person, one of my favorite clients ever. Her name Thank is you. Sylvia Kuistorf, and I represented Sylvia many years ago. Actually, I think she was one of the first clients I had when I first opened my office, and I remember Sylvia very fondly. So we're going to talk to her today about her experience filing a lawsuit and being part of the legal system and her case. So welcome, Sylvia. Hi, how are you? Hi, Sandra. It's good to see you. It's good to see you too, Sylvia. I remember those <laughs> days. <laughs> Why don't you tell us just just briefly what, okay. what happened to you at work that led to ultimately a lawsuit? I was terminated. Mm -hmm. I was terminated. And honestly, it just, I, I, it felt wrong. Yeah. It felt wrong. It was something that it, it, I couldn't get over it for a few days. And what happened was that I talked about it. I kept talking about it because it was something that it just, was not fair. It just didn't feel right to me. And just, just briefly, and we, we don't, we're not going to name names, but you worked for a, a government, government agency, agency that provided services to people in the community. Yes. And when you got terminated, you were accused of having favored certain... F had favored certain clients or applicants at the time. I don't remember. But there was also another person involved. Mm -hmm. That's right. There was another person involved. And, and what happened with her, they did not terminate her. Right. They suspended her. Right. But they terminated me. And, and what did you think, or did you have an idea of what the real reason was for your termination? No. Or, no. No. Did, did you, you just thought that what they were accusing you of was unfair? I, and I fought it on my own. I, I, when it first happened, it, you know, I remember, well, first they did, they gave me a suspension. Mm -hmm. And during that suspension, I, I wrote them a letter and I said, you know, this was not right. This wasn't fair. My letter was something like that. And what you're accusing me of, you know, it, it, it's not fair. It's not how it, how it happened. And then I remember I submitted that and they said, okay, we'll take your letter into consideration. And so we're suspending you for like two days or something. Then they called me to tell me that they needed me to come into the office. Yeah. And I went in all to remember, I remember I went all dressed up and thinking, okay, they're going to send me back to, to my office to get to work. And when I walked in, no, they had my check. They had a box. I remember the humiliation after, and I think I remember telling you that they had a box with all my things and literally my plant. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, no. Wait, wait a minute, what's happening here? And then they gave me my last check and they said that they had reviewed the letter and they they were going to go ahead with the termination. Did you say anything during that meeting? No, I, just... I cried. Yeah. Lots of crying. Yeah. I, uh, I cried. I cried. And then the way they walked me out through the front door. Yeah. With my cajita and my plantita and I remember walking out like in front of everybody yeah and that humiliation and that's when it, it just I couldn't get over it yeah and what I was saying earlier was talking about it and talking about it and I remember because remember I finally got a hold of an attorney or thought about an attorney I, I, I hate to say it but I'm, you know, Mexican. The Mexicans don't sue. We don't sue. We don't, you don't do, I don't yeah. know. Nunca se me ocurrió. It didn't ever register to. 
But I remember talking about it. With whom? Friends. Mm. Friends or whoever would listen. Mm -hmm. And so that right there was... For me, like, I couldn't forget it. So I knew, because it was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And it felt wrong. Yeah. And, but I, it never occurred to me I had to talk to an expert or, or, an, or an attorney, because I can't, I can't afford an attorney. Right. We don't go to attorneys. I mean, I'm going to use the word, but white people in my generation, that's what we said, that white people go to attorneys. And then, a really good friend of mine, Josie, she's the one that she she heard me. And one time we were walking and she finally, wait, she said, wait, what happened? She goes, I've heard you tell this story, in, you know, kind of like, you know, when you just keep repeating a story from the very beginning. And then she's the one that said, you need to speak to a lawyer. Yeah. And, and I, what? And she's the one that's it. And when you heard that, when Josie told you that, what, like, what did it mean to you? Did it mean like, I need to speak to an attorney to see if I can sue or, or did you no. have anything? You need to speak to an attorney because at the time I was still trying to get yeah. my job back. Do you remember? I'll never forget you, one of you, you telling me after we were ways in into this lawsuit. And then you said that eventually turned into a lawsuit you really want to go back? And I said, yeah, because initially that's all I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So you didn't I have wanted my, my job back. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, but, and, and Josie, she didn't say any, oh yeah, you're going to go and get a lawsuit. And no, she was more like, you need to talk to somebody, an expert, somebody that I, they can guide you or you yeah. just need to talk to somebody. Like you need advice. Right, like you need to talk to see if, if there's yeah. something that can be done. What, what, how you were treated was not right. Right, right. And then this person will, will tell you. And so, what did you do? What did? How did you go about looking for an attorney? Well, what happened? She recommended somebody. She uh, referred me mm -hmm. to to an attorney. And then that attorney, I met with her. Mm -hmm. I met with her, and then she led me to you. Yeah, I think there's a perception that, you know, you're an attorney, you know everything, <laughs> you know everything, you can file any possible lawsuit, you can like represent anybody in any type of case, which is not, not the case. Not the not, case. It's just not how it happens. People specialize in areas. And I'm glad that you're bringing that up because well, now where I work, sometimes I have to refer attorneys yeah. and, and I always tell the client that. Because I learned that. Yeah. I learned that, that make sure that the attorney you're speaking with or that the attorney you're going to go see is an attorney uh, that knows that legal matter. Right. That, that area, area of law. That is so important because I think, you know. Especially, I, especially in our culture, especially mm -hmm. with raza, with our people. Yeah. And it's true, con los mexicanos. They, they do, you know, somebody said, oh, I'm a lawyer. Yeah. And, and, and to, you know, make $5,000 or $6,000, hey, I can write you that letter. Yeah. But then they don't know how to defend them. Yeah. Or they don't know the area, the area of law. No. Yeah, I mean, I for sure have, have taken on cases where... My clients have gotten legal advice from other attorneys or have done some work in, on their case, and they're not employment mm -hmm. attorneys, and they've not done the right thing, right? Exactly. Or they've not, they've, re they've recommended things, they, like, for example, if I have a client who's being sexually harassed, right, and they've already gone to another attorney, and the attorney tells them, you know, just quit. Yeah. It's that's not the best advice. And if you're not an employment attorney, you don't know that. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think, yeah, I think you're right that it's it's easy for people to think, well, this attorney is willing to represent me. I'm just going to go with this person yeah. as or, opposed to yeah. like. Or you see the blinking light, you know, a lawyer's office. And it's like, no. Or you see a, a, a billboard or yeah, a commercial on TV. Yeah, and I know. It's not, it's not, it's not like that. And, and this, this attorney, she did. She she went. She was honest, yeah. And she did say, you know, I can't take this case, but I know somebody. I think I know somebody that you you should go to. Yeah, and I think the other thing that people are also afraid of are of asking questions, right? So, like, 
when some when you meet with an attorney for a first time, I don't know that people know enough or feel like confident enough to be like, well, is this what you do? Like, do you have experience in this area? You know? Well, because we, yeah, because we don't know. We, we uh, yeah, we would. We're assuming you're you're the lawyer. You know it all. You're the lawyer. You're you're gonna know. You're gonna tell me. You're gonna know what. <laughs> and I think a lot of attorneys will tell you. Like for sure, if somebody comes to me and they're asking me for like criminal like advice, <laughs> I'd be like. I have no idea. I don't know the criminal system or even like there's the magic number, no. you know, or even like it, this is this happens a lot because people don't know what a, an employment attorney is. People will come to me uh, with yeah. like workers compensation cases like they've been injured on yeah. the job, like they broke a leg on the job or something like that. And they'll, they'll want me to represent them. And I'm like, I don't know workers comp. I don't. They're two separate areas. That's true. Completely different. I know nothing you need to go to. And. But yeah, I do think there are also attorneys who will take on a case because they want to get paid. Yes, um, and that's what I see a lot. Yeah, now, but but I always go back to that. I remember when when I met with that attorney, and then when she referred me to you, and then I showed we showed up. My husband and I showed up in your office, and then. From the minute I started talking to you and just the questions you were asking, oh, okay, yeah, this is the attorney. This is the one we I need. Mm -hmm. And and I remember my husband was, yeah, this is this is what you needed, because previously I had gone on my own to an attorney, and I remember sitting there and and he just was not giving me the vibe mm -hmm. that that he could help me right it was more like right away okay well i'll need ten thousand dollars up front and it, and already there i was discouraged to even pursue anything right yeah because that's a lot of money Especially for exactly. somebody yeah. who just got terminated, you know. <laughs> and you're right. Yeah. They're wanting $10,000 from where I just got terminated. Do you not see that on my paperwork? <laughs> I know. And that happens a lot to me, too. And I, and I know there and you know, I know there are employment attorneys who charge. I mean, they might charge uh, consultation yeah. fees or they might want an advance on the costs that are yeah. spent, you know, yeah. which is legitimate. But most of the people that I represent, I mean, they're coming to me usually because they've been terminated, mm -hmm. right? Uh, but I also represent a lot of like, you know, low wage earners or, you know, who are not going to have like 10,000 readily available. And again, that goes back to why it's like, you can't, but it's not like that. I learned that, that after my experience, I ask, I, yeah. even now I, I tell people, Hey, you know what? If it means breaking that little, you know, piggy bank or cashing in those coins in that sparkly, sparklets bottle or whatever, go for the <laughs> sparklets bottle over there filled with coins. coins. Go get that consultation. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Do it because, you know, you you just you just never know. Well, yeah, that too, because I do also get a lot of calls from people who don't have cases, right? That something went wrong or they got terminated or something happened at the workplace and they call me and they're and I'm like, you don't have a lawsuit. You know, like what happened wasn't against the law. It was bad and it was not fair, but it wasn't against the law. And they were like, well, I just wanted to know. And I'm like, yeah, and you should. Like if you have a question or if you have a doubt, you should definitely give an attorney a call. And again, like I was saying, the expert. Yeah. Like, if it doesn't feel right, you also have to trust your gut, you know, like, yeah. because you're going to be working with that attorney for a while and closely. And if you're not feeling like, okay, and comfortable and comfortable, or you were somebody that I could communicate with, I could talk to. Mm -hmm. And I remember that you understood me. Because you go in thinking, oh, okay, this lawyer you know, she's my lawyer and I already, she, I already know she's going to get me everything. All right. We're going to get this and that, but it's not, it, it, it's a process. And sometimes it's a long process. I don't even remember how long did ours take, but well, I was telling you before we got started today, cause I looked it up cause it's been a while. You retained my office in 2010, like the beginning of 2010. Mm, yeah. We filed your lawsuit in May of 2010 and it was over in 
I think we checked the date, 2020. <laughs> 2020. No, it was over yesterday, you didn't know. Uh, it was over in 2013, January. Yeah. So a good wow. probably like two and a half years to yeah. three years. Yeah, no, three the legal years. process is a slow process. And I wouldn't And that was before COVID. I know. Oh yeah, no, forget it. Are you kidding me? I just went to court in a case that I filed recently. I filed the case like at the beginning of the year. Uh-huh. They gave me a trial date, which is when how things keep moving for 2024. Um, not even next year. Uh, and not even the beginning of 2024. <laughs> August of 2024. <laughs> I was like, what? I don't have a calendar for 2024. No, but and and it is it, it is a process. It is. And, Tell and, me, what, what did you expect going in? Oh, once I talked to the lawyer and the lawyer took uh, and we signed there and you said, um, you know, I'm going to take your case on. And it, and then it was like, OK, so what's going to happen? Am I going to get am I going to get money? Am I going to, you know, and we weren't even at that point yet. You you were like, well, you know, I'm going to look at your case. And it was. Yeah. But in three months. Right. <laughs> in three months, <laughs> in three I months, I'll call you again. <laughs> And then, I've already won, right? <laughs> yeah, no, that's not the way it works. No. <laughs> I think you know that by now. Yeah, I know the the. It's a slow, slow process that legal system because I, what happens, and I'm, I'll try to explain this like really quickly or briefly. So you file your lawsuit right with the court, and yeah. then what happens after that is what they call discovery, the discovery process, which is where you discover all the evidence that exists to either prove your claim or for the employer to disprove or for the employer to prove that it didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. The document exchanges, uh, I had to answer written questions. And the other side too. It wasn't that part of discovery? Yeah, yeah. The, they had to give the me depos- documents yeah. and they yeah, the depositions. That is the main the main way you get information. Because in a even that, I'll tell you, was a surprise. Was it? To me, I remember it was okay, why what what am I doing? Mm-hmm. You know, okay, so it doesn't this happen when I'm on in trial, when I'm in, you know, and sitting in that little, you know, <laughs> chair and then she's gonna ask me questions why is she asking me questions now (laughs) (laughs) right because but so the idea is that when you get to that trial in front of a judge and a jury you've already discovered all the evidence that exists and you've already asked all the witnesses questions under oath that's what a deposition is yeah is your opportunity to question a witness or the plaintiff in your case Mm -hmm. because you're the you're the person bringing the lawsuit yeah you get to ask that person questions under oath. You're under oath. There's a court reporter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You remember that? I remember mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah the and court reporter. You're not in a courtroom. There's no judge. There's no jury, but it's sworn testimony. Yeah. So if at your deposition before the trial, you say one thing, and then at trial in front of a judge and a jury, you say a completely different thing, then that first deposition testimony can be used to impeach you yeah right so you have to tell the truth always and you have your deposition taken in this case do you remember it i do and and that's what i'm saying i remember when when we started and i didn't understand it and but if you've never been through it it's hard to envision it and then you're sitting through it and then you're going okay i've seen this on tv like shouldn't we be in a courtroom Mm -hmm. (laughs) why Mm -hmm. are we in this building (laughs) but but uh, yeah, I do remember yeah. it. And then the the, uh, the attorney was there, the other side. Well, the other there. attorney was asking yeah. you questions. Yeah. The attorney for your employer was asking you yeah. questions about what you you know what you were claiming and what you were alleging. And it's very intimidating because the manner in how she asked the question, mm-hmm. and then she would ask what sounded like the same question, but in another way. And yeah. That, yeah. that was pretty intimidating. Yeah, I mean, attorneys have a special way of asking questions yeah. that can be very yeah intimidating or just you don't understand. Like, what you, I, a lot of my clients are trying to figure out, like, what's behind the question yeah. or reading between the lines. And I'm like, don't worry about any of that. No. Just answer the question and As, just be truthful. I will never forget that, that you're you saying, be truthful, be truthful. And sometimes... 
I didn't know or I wasn't sure about the answer, but even to say, like, I didn't know, why should I say that? I know. You know, yeah, yeah. And it's a perfectly fine answer to say, yeah. I don't know. And then even after that, how the attorneys would, okay, we're done, and yeah, and then everything was friendly at the end. Yeah, because it's like, what did you want me to do? You want me to beat up? Yeah, beat up the attorney. I, I did. Okay. I, I was like, why are you being friendly hitter? I mean, I'm from East LA, but I'm into peace. Peace. But you're thinking like, no, like she's the enemy. Why are you being friends with her? She's, you know, you're on my side, but. Yeah, you know, but that's how we feel. I mean, the the other attorney in your case happened to be somebody that I knew. You knew. I knew her, yeah. and we were friendly. Yeah, and I know that throws off my clients sometimes. Yeah, you know, it does. But the thing is about litigation and about like, it's not personal for me, right? Yeah. I mean, it sometimes is personal because I care. Yeah. But with opposing counsel, like you have to keep it civil and you have to like, you You do. And I remember we both walked out after, you know, we said goodbye and I'm looking at you like traitor. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, are you going to defend me? Why did you punch her? (laughs) She almost made me cry. She actually made me cry. I think I'm pretty sure you cried, (laughs) Sylvia. (laughs) But then we're walking out. I'll never forget we're walking out and then you're reassuring me. Hey, you did good. You did good. I know it was tough and this and that. And, um, you know, but we got her on this. And then you saw that like, well, yeah, I guess you do know her, but you knew what your job was. Yeah. You know, when I was thinking like, why are you friends with her? <laughs> Don't be friends with her. You know, but we, this is us yeah. on the other side. Mm-hmm. The, the, I guess the client's view yeah. of, of how, what we're going through. And that's important. I mean, you definitely, as attorneys, we, I think generally we all could do a better job of trying to imagine things from our client's perspective. Yeah. Because, you know, by the time I represented you, I had done, I had had tons of cases and since then, I have had tons of cases. So for me, it's it's very normal to go to my client's deposition. It's very normal for me to interact with opposing counsel. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, oh, it's yeah. my job. It's part of what I do. And for you, this is just the one person who is like trying yeah. to screw you over, really, right? And so you see that person. And you're as, my lawyer. Why are you being friendly? You just okay. made me cry. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> just, but no, you know, I'm, I'm, like I said, our view of it. Yeah. Was like, yeah. But I, it was great with you that that I I felt really comfortable with you. But I have been accused by clients of like selling out to the other side. Of, oh, like, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> you know. I haven't. I, I mean, I would never do that. Yeah. But, you know, from the client, again, it's they have a very limited view of what's going on and a very limited understanding of what's going on because it's not a normal process. And and for the most part, we are. We're just kind of, you know, okay, what's the next step mm-hmm. or what's going to happen next? Mm-hmm. Kind of like you're guiding us. Yeah. Well, and, I like to think side by side. Knowing, okay. Yeah. Side by side, you know, but... But almost like, okay, but you're the- walking side by side, right? Yeah. And and not knowing yeah. like what's in, in front of you. Yeah, you have to trust where I'm going. Yeah. You do you do have to and there is a certain amount of trust that you have to have. Yeah. And a certain amount of control that you have to let go as a as a client, you know? I think that's easier for some people. The other thing too that I sometimes get in trouble is I I'm I'm pretty honest. So I'm gonna tell you the good, the bad and the, the ugly. Good, yeah, you know. You're not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not. And I sometimes I need to sugarcoat it more depending on the client. But I still remember one call that I got from a lady who wanted to know if her husband had a case. And I told her, you know, I don't believe your husband has a case. I, I can't represent you. And I was talking to her on the phone. And as she hung up, she said, um, esta vieja no sirve. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was kind of hurt. It still hurts me. It still hurts me that she said that about me. But it was because I was telling her what she didn't want to hear. Yeah. You know, and I and that. But I can't. I can't take a case if you don't have one. I'm not going to waste your time. I'm not going to waste my time. It doesn't make sense to engage in this huge undertaking, which is a lawsuit. Yeah. 
yeah. when there's no legal claim. Like, it just doesn't make sense. You add on top of that that I only get paid if I can recover money for somebody. Like, it just doesn't make sense, right? I'm going to take the cases yeah. where there is actually a legal claim. That's hard sometimes for people to understand. I was just going to say that. And then that understanding that, oh, okay. So if there wasn't a case there, no. why would you take it? <laughs> it no, make sense. I've taken a lot of things that I learned and lessons from that, even into my, my own life. Let me, let me well, like That's, what? Like the sugar coating, yeah, you know, yeah. and the and the kind of uh, work that I'm doing now, and even why I got the job that I that I have now, and I've been at for what twelve years. Do you want to tell us what and you're doing? I'm okay. I started out as a paralegal. I work for a nonprofit, Legal Aid. Yeah, and I got because of you. I remember you said I had my notes that, that for my case. And he said, wow, well, you know, you really have this stuff organized for, for me. And it was like, yeah, do I get a discount? No. <laughs> Just kidding. No, no, no. you don't. <laughs> but I said, I had my notes, my information. And then you said, you might want to, you know, think about getting into paralegal, being a paralegal. What paralegal? Okay, which and then Gladys. Remember Gladys? Yes, of course I do. Yes, and then I remember watching Gladys, yeah. and and then at the time, yes, I went to school. I had the opportunity because I wasn't working, so I went to school. I went to I took a paralegal program. I got into that, and and I did. I got my uh, paralegal certification, but I couldn't get a job, so I needed experience. And I went to this legal aid nonprofit legal aid as an intern. Yeah, and then yeah, I started doing doc prep and doing things there. The ED at the time, she was like, "Hey." I need an assistant. Want the job? And really, of course, you know, I was I needed a job. And then next thing you know, their paralegal left. And Sylvia, aren't you a certified paralegal? Didn't you take? And then I became a paralegal, and I did that for eight years. And then, yeah, that led me to now I'm the executive director. That's so awesome, Sylvia. Like, it's just so amazing, right? And I think I remember calling you like, oh, my God, I, you know, this yeah. is what happened. But all from that experience. Yeah. And this is what I mean that I, I work now with attorneys. Yeah. Right. I work with interns, clients yep. that need attorneys. Yeah. Clients that have to go into courtrooms, that scary courtroom. Scary. Clients that are looking for help. They have these court papers that are intimidating. They're still intimidating to me. But so it, it's for my experience, I'm able to share it with them. Yeah, of course, because you were in it. Yeah. So you really do understand. It's so interesting because when my clients come to me, right, they're in the worst of their moments, especially those who yeah. really super care about their jobs and are really devastated by what has happened to them at their jobs. Oh, yeah, the devastation. Yeah, I mean, it's it's real. That is the perfect word. When I met with you in my office, I mean, I think... I cried a lot. A lot, Sylvia. <laughs> and not because I'm a chiona. I just really, I was... I mean, you would sob, sob. And, and we would, I, I would, you know, have to close the door. And, and I mean, there wasn't a lot of us there, but we I had to close the door because you were, so, you would sob. Yeah. Like a lot of Because times. it was, it, 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 it you're terminated mm -hmm. from your job. Wrongly. Yeah. Because and then it, you, I don't know if you remember ultimately, like what, what, what we alleged in your case is that you had, prior to your being fired, had complained about, Racial discrimination. The, I was just going to say the racist. Yeah. The, you you had complained that there was an employee who was really racist. Yeah. And then you were terminated shortly thereafter. So, you know, your case was about discrimination. And the, and the manager at the time I had gone to her about some comments that, that mm -hmm. this employee was making, like really bad, 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 bad. racist jokes. Or, and, and in quotations, uh, some of them weren't even jokes. No. Yeah. And just things that she said uh, sometimes. Uh, yeah. And then just things that really bad. And, and the manager yeah. kind of brushed it off like, 
Yeah, she didn't do anything uh-huh. about it, which is, again, uh-huh. against the law, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And then now, uh, yeah, because now that I'm in this position as the executive director, you are so much aware of that mm-hmm. with your employees. I'm responsible for them. If one comes in and complains to me about another employee, hey, he made a remark or she made a remark or or even the dress. But in my position now... You understand that you can't ignore it. You can't. And right. that's what I was going to say, because I, I always think about that. Yeah. You know, what happened to me, and I remember going to her, because those those remarks that that employee was, they were really bad. They were really, really bad, and they and were... In a workplace. And they were sometimes about the people that you were trying to help. Yeah. Right? The customers, yeah. the clients of the agency. And she was, yeah... Yeah. She was not uh, at all friendly with the Spanish speaking. Yeah. 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 And I, I want, actually, that leads me to another area I wanted to get into. So you had your deposition taken, and that was really rough, and you wanted me to beat up the attorney that represented <laughs> the employer. But I also took depositions in your case. Do you remember that? Do you remember that I took the depositions yes, of a um, lot of the witnesses, of the manager? The employees? The employees. I remember you thinking, like, well, they're just going to come here and tell the truth. And I also remember you being surprised that they didn't always tell the truth. No. Yeah. They didn't. Yeah. And the, and you're staring at them. Mm-hmm. And, and they're not. Because sitting, you're sitting across the table next to me, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they're not telling the truth. Yeah. And they're under oath. Yeah. yeah. You're right. You're yeah. absolutely right. It, and it is. That's really a shocker. Yeah. I find the, deposition, the depositions that I end up taking of the co-workers or the managers or the supervisors always tend to be for me like what I think are both very frustrating for my clients, but also very satisfying because these people have to come to my office or via Zoom nowadays and they have to be questioned. Yeah. Right. Like I get to question them. Yeah. And uh, and they you're and just listening to them, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's a lot of what they were saying was not truthful. No. And, and and you you know you said something interesting, and they're under oath. Yeah, so it doesn't mean yeah. anything. It doesn't mean anything most of the to, time to some of these people. Yeah, to some people it does, and then to some people it means absolutely yeah. nothing. They're just gonna straight up lie. Yeah, straight up lie to save their own. Yeah, I mean, for some, for some, it's to save to cover their own butts. Yeah. For some, it's because they want to keep their job, right? Yeah. Right, because they've seen what happened to you, or you know, they don't want to get fired. They don't want to get fired. They or or like if they're, you know, that high in the in the workplace, you know, like the the executive director or CEO or those the you know that part of the management you know i'm, I'm not going to lose my job yeah you know my benefits i'm not going to admit that i did nothing when this yeah. person came to tell me that one she of the employees it. is a racist or you know when, or when she's the one that shared it oh yeah she said that the other day and it was like yeah yeah i know it's it's for me so i've mainly practiced employment law it's, it's almost like 90% of what I've done in my 25 years, probably even higher than that. I mean, I, I find it super interesting and super, like, important because, you know, I come from, like, a family with a really strong work ethic. Yeah. And so I know that for certain people, their job is just really important, right? Like, it's, it's important. It's how you contribute to the world. It's how you provide for yourself. And, so when, and so when something bad happens, it, it's devastating. And so for me to be able to help people in that situation. And it's part, it's a big part of you. You know, it's something that we, we come from a family that has taken pride in their work. You saw how hard your mom worked. Yeah. You know, and kind of you, you learned that, or at least my generation. And then for someone to come in and just take it away mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. And, and and then I I think I don't know if you remember I remember saying the organization I worked so hard for you know I was given a lot of tasks or responsibility of of the managers yeah even job, though you, you know yeah. even though I wasn't and and I remember thinking God I worked so hard for this organization 
And I took pride in that. Yeah. And I took pride in that they, they, you know, would ask me to do it. Yeah. You know, and, and then for them to just take it away like that. Yeah. And then for something that, no, it's not how it happened, not the way you're saying. Yeah. And then to find out that this race is, you know, who, who did the things and then she was only put on suspension. Right. Right. A suspension with pay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, my. I know. Just just blatantly wrong and yeah. And, and that's why my I I I felt it. I also remember it was really important to you because I think this was maybe your first job with a government agency. Yes. And you took a lot of pride in the fact that you had a pension and that you, you know, government employees tend to be better paid than, you know, non-government employees. But you took a lot of pride in the fact that you had a pension. The pension, the benefits. Mm -hmm, The benefits. Because I grew up, uh, growing up in a family, uh, my uncles that that worked for the railroad they worked i always remember hearing that word the pension Mm -hmm. and to get a pension to get a job with a pension and even to this day my kids are i got a pension i got a job with a pension (laughs) do they even do that nowadays well less and less right less and less now it's calpers or so yeah it was a big deal yeah and then i Remember when I applied for it and they yeah. said, oh, you know, thank you for submitting an application, but we're, we're, we got enough applicants. We're not going to look at yours, but thank you for um, submitting the application. And then six months after they invited me for an interview, they went, they called me. Oh, wow. And they said, I remember they said, hi, you know, you applied about six months ago for the position, da, 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 you know, is it something that you'd still be interested in? Because we're re- reviewing mm-hmm. your application and we'd like to invite you to an interview. And so that time I went, yeah, of course, yeah. you know, I, I wanted it. So I went in, they interviewed me and then they called me back. Well, I, didn't, I mean, I must've known that at the time, but I think I forgot about that. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. And, and, I'm going to backtrack a little because I, I know you told me that you you didn't have any legal jobs before your lawsuit. No. 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 So your experience with that led you to do where to I'm yeah, job. And you've been there how long? 12 years. Wow. And two years. 12 years working. Yeah. Two years as an intern. Volunteering? Yeah. Or a year and a half volunteering. You didn't get paid? No, I didn't get paid. I think, I that, was I a, think that might be against the law. <laughs> No, I was an intern. Well, but were you getting school credit? Well, no, I had already finished my school. I was trying yeah, to get pretty, experience. I'm pretty sure that's against the okay. law. Okay. <laughs> I'm going gonna, gonna to talk to the executive director of that agency. <laughs> Give me back my business card. <laughs> no, I was experienced. It's okay. The statute of limitations has passed on that. You're, the agency's clear. <laughs> <laughs> they hired you. Yeah, that's that. I mean, I just think that's so fantastic. You know, it's just so thank fantastic. You, thank yeah. you, Sandra, yeah. because it, 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 I do. I, and I, again, I, I take pride in my work. Mm-hmm. It comes from my mom. Yeah. My mom was a hard worker, and, and that's what she, you know, put nos, como se dice, nos inculco. Yeah. You yeah, know. it's in the head. It's in, it's in our, oh, it's embedded. It's in the, yeah, it's in our, probably DNA. DNA. <laughs> Oh, totally. My mom is my mom is hardcore about working, yeah. and you know, my mom took pride in in her work. And her- I mean, my work, my mom worked at Sears in the warehouse, so it's not you know she was a working class woman, you know, yeah. but she took pride in her work. My mom was a seamstress, yeah, for years, yeah, for years, and and yeah. Where did you grow up? You grew up here in East, in, LA. In East LA. I grew up in East LA on uh, City Terrace. Mm-hmm. I went to Evergreen. Oh, yes. Elementary. And then my By mom. Ne- Bayak? Yes. yes. Oh, my God. Yes. As a matter of fact, he was a good friend of my uncle's. Mm. So, yeah, we were there uh, a lot. And did you go to what they used to call junior high, called middle school? Well, no. By that time, um, we had moved to Monterey Park. Ah. And we moved to Monterey Park for, uh, yeah, for about four years where I went to junior high. Mm. And then my mom moved back to East L.A. 
we went back. We moved back to East LA. I mean, Monterey Park's not that far from <laughs> that far from East LA. No, it was back then, oh, Sandra. <laughs> you, it was Prairie Land. <laughs> All we saw were haystacks. Okay. It was and cows. <laughs> it seemed forever to get to Monterey Park. <laughs> And so, anyways, we went all the way, came back to East LA. <laughs> all the way back. And then I got lucky enough to go to a Catholic school, high school. Oh, you went to Catholic. Yes. Which one? St. Andrew's High School in Pasadena, Ooh, California. Fancy. Yeah. <laughs> you were moving up in oh, the world. I was. I really was. Pasadena. As a matter of fact, remember Stor- Stormer? Stormer, yes. Yeah. He co-counseled. He came on to the case later on when we were almost going to go to trial, if you remember. Dietmar always says, great psychological move. Yeah. Because he came on board and there was like, he, you know. Yeah, well, Dan Stormer is where I learned. I mean, at his firm, Hatzel, Stormer, Rennick, and Dye is where I learned, is where I practiced right out of law school. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You did so say I that. So I had practiced there for six years, and it's really where I learned everything, everything I, everything I know. Yeah. See, that was an experience, like meeting him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's he's right. Well, no, he, I mean, I've been around for a long time, but he's been around even longer. And he's a well-known, very experienced employment attorney, employment, civil, civil uh, rights attorney. Yeah, and even just the way right away, you know, he sat us down mm-hmm. and, okay, this is, he was quick about how we were going to proceed and, and also his demeanor. A, and, also a straight shooter, doesn't sugarcoat yeah, anything. I was yeah. just going to say his mm-hmm. demeanor. And okay, Sylvia, let's get down to mm-hmm. to business. And this is, you know, how we're... And then when we went, oh, my God, do you remember that that day when he shows up in his suit? I remember because in his office when I first met him, you know, yeah. the hippie, well, what I thought... He looked like a hippie. And then he cleaned up so well and he walked in in a suit. And it was like, oh my God. When I, because we were preparing for trial and we were in his offices and down in Pasadena. Do you remember that? We, yes. we would go there and just prep the trial. Oh my God, preparing for trial. Mm-hmm. That's Man, awesome. I think I didn't eat for two days. Yeah, it's no joke. No, it is. Yeah. No, it is not. It is no joke. So the trials where you gather all of that evidence that you've you've gotten together and you put together your case. You yeah. Know? So it's a lot of work. And now we're going into yeah. Now we're going now, into that. Now we're going we're court. prepping to go to trial in front of a judge and a jury. Uh huh. And the jury decides. Yeah. Even just lot. preparing for it was exhausting. And yeah. I remember I would show up early. Yeah. I remember I even. Sp- I had an aunt that lived there, and and I said, I'm going to stay with you because I I need to be close by. And we would start it in the morning, Mm -hmm. and it'd be like 5 o'clock for it. Yeah. Yeah. Lots. It was no joke preparing for trial. What I remember about preparing for trial was really the story where I think you had gone to Subway to pick up lunch for all of us. And then you came back and you gave me my sandwich, but it didn't have mayonnaise. (laughs) So you were like really worried because I was like, oh, my sandwich doesn't have mayonnaise. So you went back to the subway. (laughs) To get the mayonnaise. (laughs) To get the mayonnaise. But when you came back, you told me that you told the people at the counter, mi abogada necesita mayonesa. Oh, that's right. I did go. La abogada necesita la mayonesa. <laughs> but see what I mean? The abogada, lawyer, like law is intimidating. I know. And everything I know. that comes with it. There is this perception of like lawyers. There you go. Yeah. yeah there's a perception that we're like really special people, but <laughs> we're not. <laughs> <laughs> we just want mayonnaise in yeah. our sandwiches, Sylvia. <laughs> now that I've had enough experience with lawyers, yeah. yeah. It's okay. Man, you don't uh, have mayonnaise, so what? Oh man, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I'm glad I, I'm glad I got you before you became jaded about attorneys. That mayonnaise was really important. <laughs> That's so true. I remember. But see that you know all of that. That's right. We were preparing mm-hmm. for trial. Mm-hmm. We were at his office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, it's a journey, you know? I mean, it, 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 it is. Yours, 
they don't all go that long, right? Some cases resolve themselves before. In two weeks. No. no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no. <laughs> no, it's still going to take, probably the shortest is, it's still going to take a while, you know? Yeah. Maybe, maybe six months if you're lucky, but even that's pretty rare. Yeah. Even the ones that resolve themselves earlier is like a year. Yeah. It's a slow process, it, you know? And it is. It, it, it is. It's a journey. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, a journey, journey. For sure. Because, yeah, you are. You're you're going through this, this whole process, um, you know, but the emotional part, you know, yeah. uh, it, it never leaves you. It never leaves you because I remember when we were preparing for trial and and then being asked the questions again. And I remember it would still trigger that, that, you know, emotional button that that would go great again. You did cry a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you know, I never thought of it like that. You're right. It is. It's a a journey. It's a journey. It's definitely a journey from beginning to end. And then even, yeah, even the, you've grown. Yeah. I, I remember I, I there were days where I I you'd ask me something about okay so let's go over this you know and then I'd remember like mm-hmm. like when you asked me you said Sylvia even after everything that's happened in all this time you really still and understanding what it is that they did to you you know yeah and you. Really? You'd still want your job back? But I remember for me, it was like, yeah, because I want my that pension. <laughs> I want, yes, and not only that. And, no, you know. just, yeah, you want it. Yeah, you just want it. Well, here's the thing about it. So I, how the civil, the civil legal system works, it's almost impossible to get you your job back, especially after you've sued them. Employers don't want you back. Most clients don't want to go back because it, it, it's already been, yeah. the relationship is broken. So all I can do for my clients is get them money, which, you know, money is good. So mm-hmm. I'm not even trying to say that that's nothing because money is good. But I can't. And what I wish I could do and I'm just never going to be able to do is return the person to where they were before this all happened. Like, I can't do it. No. It's done. And so... You know, all I can hope, all I can hope is that the person comes out better for it, you know, like comes out in a better place. And I do think that that mostly happens, you know, like for sure you, I think, are in a way better place than you ever were there. And that's what I was going to say, like the the good, the good and bad. Mm -hmm. Because you're saying I could never uh, put that person back to to how it used to be but there's like the good and bad to it and and that's what you want you come out better yeah right you come out better and, and you and for me i have to say it and that's why i never thought of it like that when you used right now that word journey it it was mm-hmm. it really was and and actually i should write a book about this <laughs> Yeah, I should. I should have. That's what I should have done. No, but but yeah, because it it was it, and I did come out a better person. Yeah, and and uh, and you're right. You know what? And and the money, the 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 money when when you know, I remember people. Oh man, you know, government agency, you're gonna come out a billionaire. Okay, <laughs> and it was like no, but but you know. In the end, it you come out fair, and yeah, it, in my experience, what I went through, I did come out a better person. Well, I think there's also some gratification in having known or in knowing that you didn't just walk away and do nothing about what had gone wrong. <gasps> yeah, I hope that my clients find some gratification in yeah. that, and that they stood up and said, "No, you can't do that," and they they fought back. Yeah. Because as a matter of fact, later, later, I ran into uh, one of the employees that had been there. And and she said, I'll never forget. She said, you know why they fired you? 
because you were the Mexican mm. and and you weren't going to do anything about it. But but you did. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. did. And and then I think I told you one time that for for a long time, they I was infamous I was even if we didn't remember, I think someone then later was fired and they were and they had said out loud, oh, well, where's that lawyer? Does anyone have Sylvia's number? Because I'm going to call her for her lawyer. Well, yeah, I mean, and I do think like bringing people to my office and deposing them and having my client, you know, I, I'm pretty good at taking depositions and putting people on the spot, yeah. you know, about what they did and the choices they made or if they didn't do what they were supposed to do. I, I hope that my clients feel some satisfaction and just being able to ask those questions or, you know, ask why did you do this or why didn't you do anything about the complaint that Sylvia made to you? Yeah. You know, like, I hope that there's some some satisfaction and just being able to, like, question their decisions and, and, and challenge their decisions, you know? Yeah. That that's absolutely true. And I remember again speaking with the expert. You know, I had all this emotional stuff. And you get that, right? Because I work in this nonprofit legal aid and they come in so emotional. Yeah. And you get all this emotional stuff. But then you have to see, okay, but what part of the law was broken? Yep. That's what I have and to look for. The expert. Yeah. And this is what I mean about getting to an expert. Yeah. Because the expert is going to say, okay, that's the part. Yeah. That, that's the part I meant to. No, 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 but you got to hear me I out. I want to cry. I want to say, you're yeah. coming. Just, just give me the. Vibe. And I'm like, yes, Sylvia, I know you're really devastated, but can you? Gladys. You want to sit down with her and hear her? I've already heard this. I got to go type this up because I, I just found what where the law was broken. <laughs> just just so that people know Gladys. Gladys was oh, my assistant for many she was. years. Yeah, she was excellent, excellent, excellent. Actually, she, she was so sweet. She was here not that long ago because she's studying for the bar. No, she's, oh. no, no, sorry. She's not studying for the bar. I'm getting ahead of myself. She's studying to take the LSAT. The LSAT. And we were, I had told her that you would, we're going to come today. Oh, tell yeah. her I said hi. I will. Tell I will. Her, please. But she, she remembered you fondly and, and remembered she the case. She always greeted me with a box of tissue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you did cry a lot. <laughs> and it was loud. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm expecting you're going to sit with me all day. And we're going to go through the whole, well, once upon a time. And then this <laughs> happened. And then you're trying to get, get to the... Yeah. To the core of it, right? Or that part. Well, which is not to say that the emotion isn't important, because it is. But before I can get you compensated for the emotional damage that you've suffered, right? I have to make sure there's a legal claim. Yeah. Right? Because that's yeah. the only way we get to what ha- like what did this what did this violation of the law cause you? Like yeah. how did it damage you? I only get to that part of it if I can find the legal claim. Yeah. If I don't have a legal claim. I can't, I can't get you compensation for what you suffer. Yeah. So yeah, for me, I'm looking for certain things. And for you, you're, I mean, you don't, you know, you're just like. And, but you were, you, I, I do have to say you were very, you were very patient with me. <laughs> you were very good with me because I was that rarity. I was pretty broken. It's not that rare. I will tell you, it's really? not that, it's not, uh, it's not that rare. I mean, you, you, you cried probably a little more than most of my clients. <laughs> But it's not that rare, so oh, okay. yeah. I mean, I have seen people be really, really devastated by what 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 an employer has done to them. Like we said, it's for certain people, their job is just super important. It is. It's you know, and and for those people who really give it their all to be treated in a way that is unjust is it, it can it can break yeah. a lot of people. And thankfully, you've recovered. Not everybody does. And some people, yeah. some people stay damaged for a really long time. And 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 again, you know, going back to what we said earlier, that you know, coming out of this, and 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 uh, you know, I was able to to get into that field, and and yeah, and that was like wow, like you. I went through this, and then I I ended up in in this yeah. field, mm-hmm. and and I I love it. I. You know, I, I, I like, and 
and even communicating with the attorneys is sometimes, you know, I'm able to yeah. because of my experience. Yeah. Yeah, you got a taste of it. You know, but educating the the Latino community that that they they should speak to an attorney. They could speak to an they attorney. Can. They can seek legal representation yeah. when they feel they've been wronged or a law has been broken or uh and and that Latino lawyers or Latina lawyers like you mm-hmm. are out there. Yeah. And 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 are will communicate with them and can understand them yeah and and that they can come to you and ask you questions and you made yourself available to me where you were like at my level where you made me feel that way yeah that that I could talk to you, <laughs> like no, I I appreciate that because it's know important I mean? to me because I, I didn't I, come to you with fancy words or anything. I came to you raw, yeah, and and you never once tried to act or be, you know, superior. No, no, no. I mean, I'm not. I I I, I no. I hope not. So I don't feel that way, and also. I will tell you, my sister was a paralegal, Olga, for many years. Mm -hmm. She was actually my paralegal when I first worked at Hatzel and Stormer. And she worked at Neighborhood Legal Services. And she absolutely kept me humble and made sure. There's the word. Yeah. You were, yeah. Yeah, you absolutely. were. And not because of her. Not, I mean, I believe that to be true. Like, I have a degree, yes. And I have information and knowledge that a lot of people don't have, yes. you know, but that doesn't make, I mean, it doesn't just, I mean, it doesn't make me better than anything, you know, but, but we can, you know, we can be, it's so easily intimidated. Yes, I know. I know. And you know, when, when, I, like, I remember really when I first started practicing law, I had a client, I'd had someone stormer, it's Hasso Stormer, Rennick, and, and he told me like, after his case was done, I mean, I was like a first year, second year attorney. And he told me, that when he came to my office, he was always really scared because he was going to talk to me. <laughs> and I would just think, I mean, I just thought, what are you, crazy? I don't even know what the hell I'm doing. You know, I'm a first year, <laughs> second year attorney. Why are you afraid to talk to me? Like, But it happens. <laughs> but it happens. I know. I know. It was very yeah. informative for me, you know, because I was like, oh, I don't want my clients to feel like that. You know, yeah. I want my clients to feel absolutely relaxed with me yeah. because I need them to tell me all the good and the bad. You know, I need them to... <laughs> And when you and when you needed to be focused or yeah. oh okay yeah I really need you to focus on this, you you did yeah you uh, you spoke to me in, in a manner like all right you know we need to get this <laughs> get done. It together so get yeah. it together but oh, in a in a manner that oh, okay yeah yeah kind of yeah. like when your mom tells you okay sit up straight <laughs> <laughs> well because also what you have to understand is. We're not friends. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're yes. not friends it, during yeah. the process. We have a job that has to be, yeah. I mean, we have, a, like, we're doing something here. I'm your lawyer. I'm not your, like, I'm not your friend. Yeah. You know, I, I have to tell you, again, the good, the bad, and the ugly. ugly yeah. And I have to keep you, we have a goal, and this is what you have to do, and I have to get you there. You know, yeah. we can be, fr- it, you know, we can be friends afterwards, or we can socialize afterwards, but during yeah. our, our, our relationship as lawyer client we're not friends we're we're a lawyer and we're a client yeah and 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 like you said that goal yeah there's we, a goal yeah there's a goal yeah. there's a goal and 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 now that's why it doesn't happen you don't get rewarded in 3 weeks <laughs> 3 months <laughs> no more like 3 years <laughs> But there, yeah, yeah, you know, there's there's a goal and, and there's a job and there's a goal that we and we we're have to do work and we have to do the work side by side to get side to by it. side yeah. that I'm That's fighting true. with you and we're doing it together, you know, because I have the knowledge about the legal system, but my clients have the facts and they have the they were the ones yeah. that you know what I mean they were the ones who were there. I don't know I don't know what happened exactly, and I remember Deepmar saw that right away with you. My husband, yeah, Dietmar, and and he did. He goes, she's the one. She's she's the one that's gonna be good at representing you, yeah, because she understands you. And he always thought he goes, and Sandra has a heart. Mm. He goes, he says that about you. He says, Sandra has a heart, 
but she also has a head for mm. the business. And she knows, she knows what, you know, oh, Dietmar was your fan from the beginning. <laughs> I remember he was your fan. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, that, that's important. It's important. Not, not, it's not important that I have fans. <laughs> it's important I that. fans. <laughs> it's not important that I have a fan. <laughs> Dietmar. It's important that there's a connection with my clients because, you know, I'm going to have to do a lot of work for you. I'm going to have to work with you but i'm going to ask you i have a last question for you because okay. we've talked a little bit about sandwiches with mayonnaise or without which now you wouldn't go get my mayonnaise no <laughs> i want to ask you what are your favorite three tacos my favorite three tacos yes types of tacos or locations and why okay location Okay. Of course, the original. Which is? Here in East LA, King Taco. Yeah. Yeah. Which ones? The, what kind of taco? At King Taco. Oh, carne asada. Se llama el pastor at King Taco. Oh. Okay. okay. But I, right. They're good. They're good. Okay, pero salsa roja or salsa verde? No, la roja. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how I know. That's how I know we're connected. And... I remember that place. It was an old gas station. Oh, no way. Yes, it was. And and the pumps were old. I think it was a 66. No, 76. No, there was a 66 gas station. Oh, man, you station. are old school. <laughs> 66. And and these pumps were old. The the ones that went around, around like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And, and this place, but it was abandoned. Mm. And then all of a sudden, one day, this fence went around it. Mm. When a, a, a fence went in, and we're, okay, what's going on there? Every time we passed by, because I grew up in Italy. And then one day, it got cleaned up. Yeah. And those pumps were gone. And then a taco truck appeared. <laughs> in the haystacks. <laughs> In the prairie. In the prairie. No, the East Valley was never prairie. <laughs> but, oh, but so now, yeah, so the King Taco truck. Can't wait. That's, and then in 76, 77, we would go get the tacos. By God, I want to say they were like at 50 cents, Probably. but they were little. Yeah, yeah. And now everyone was like, wow, the little taco. And, well, we used to buy 15, 20 of them. I swear. <laughs> They're way more expensive now. And then look, But they're still little. That, <laughs> and then now he made the the restaurant. Yeah. 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 All right. So that's Key Taco. What's your other favorite taco? The I like oh in Riverside. The, mm. there's this place called Zacatecas mm -hmm. and the hard shell taco with Ooh. chicken. Oh really? Yeah. Chicken like the cebrada? Uh -huh. mm. And then lots of cheese. Oh, yeah, like you, cheddar you, or Monterey? No, you do the cheddar. Oh, yeah. The yellow cheese. So those and are like, those are, bueno, the carne de cebrada? Yeah, your chicken sí, de cebrada. Chicken yeah. de cebrada, hard I like, shell. I like nice. a crunchy taco. Yeah. 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 And then my third taco would be the carnitas. Oh, yeah. I oh, my God, carnitas. Love carnitas. Yeah. With yeah. The avocado. Yeah. And the, the cheese, oh, but the yeah. onion and the cilantro, yeah, yeah. those are. And then I, I just, have you tried those ones? They're they're the new ones, Miria with the cheese and yeah, and the dip, the dip. What are they called? Retro taco or something? I don't know, but no, they're called. What are they called? The birria taco. Yeah, birria tacos. And then they put cheese in them, and then mm -hmm. there's a sauce. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not the biggest birria taco no. fan. Mm -mm. I'm kind of old school. That To me, it's like, they. what's that fancy French sandwich with the ah juice or what? <laughs> <laughs> the gravy stuff. Right? That's what they're doing. That's like, mira, el mexicano quiere ser francés. <laughs> dip, dip your taco. <laughs> in the, that little <laughs> cup of juice guy in it. I mean, I hadn't made the connection. 
<laughs> but you know, I mean, I wouldn't say no to a birria taco if somebody brought some right now. But it's not, it's it's not in my top three. No, for sure. my top three are those. I I'll forever always the king taco. I have a special place in my heart for king tacos. Some yeah. people don't like king taco. I don't care. You give me some mal pastor tacos with the red salsa. Oh, yeah, I'll love you yeah. forever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might even take your case and if, if you don't even if you don't have a legal claim <laughs> <laughs> just bring me the tacos just bring me the tacos I'll represent you <laughs> well Sylvia I just want to thank you so much for coming by and for agreeing to be a guest on oh, the podcast thank you Sandra for um, having me it's you, I knew you would be great and you have been great and thank you so much you're welcome anytime Now, if you enjoyed today's podcast and you're thinking, hey, I think I need to speak to a lawyer, you should get in touch with me. You can do that by going to scmlawoffices.com and sending me a message there. If you're not ready to do that, definitely say hi anyway. You can connect with me on Twitter at sem underscore in underscore ELA. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode.